This week on football, the Premier League sees its first managerial sacking of the season. Breaking news here on Sky Sports News, and that is that Sheffield United are expected to sack head coach Paul Heckingbottom. Harlan's hair is glorious. Snowballs interrupt Aberdeen's game. Walsall defender Donovan Daniels stands up for himself. Man United eyeing up this keen new goalkeeper. Andy Tate has had enough. Every one of them, every one of them, Scott McTominay, absolute poor. And what the f*** does any of that team bring, apart from them players I've named tonight? nothing. I am f***ing Stevie. I'm sorry. Gary Neville has had enough. I've become tired of my own club. I don't want to do the games anymore. I don't want to watch the games anymore. And even Jamie Carragher has had enough of Man United. What you're asking for is leadership. It doesn't matter who is playing with. Those players have got to look up to him He is Manchester Yes, welcome to another episode of Goalpost Jumpers, episode 60. And we have had a lot of criticism levelled at us recently. People saying, oh, the Goalpost TV, they're not festive enough. They don't wear enough hats. There's not enough trees in the background of their episodes. Well, we decided to shut those people up. And this week we have hats. Goalpost TV has a tree and we are festive Right, let's start talking about football and where better to start than the disgrace that is Manchester United after their uh, pretty horrific game, if you're a United fan, to watch against Galatasaray. Uh, it was like, well, OK, could it get any worse? We've got Newcastle away. Hopefully we get a performance. Hopefully we get a result. And then we see the most despicable display of football in probably all the years that I have watched Man United. That performance was an absolute disgrace to the club we're embarrassed and as we've just seen there Andy Tate passionate Man United fan but absolutely nails it we are sick to death of these players and I have been one of those people who has been I mean I've been criticized for talking about Rashford and supporting Rashford and supporting all these players Scott McTominay but that performance from Marcus Rashford against Newcastle is utterly unforgivable. I would do, I mean, the things I would do to play for Man United, to put on that shirt, and you've got to see these people at 350 grand a week walk around the pitch, not track back, throw their arms up in the air. Anthony Martial's guilty as well. 
we've had enough. And I think most Man United fans are at a point where I am now, where we are like, I don't care. No one is irreplaceable. I'd get rid of a lot of them. I would start fresh. I would put 12, 15 academy players into the squad and go into every match we can get beat 5 or 6 nil. but watch my team be passionate and actually feel like they deserve or should deserve a place on that pitch because not one single one of those players do. Maybe you could go, right, maybe Harry Maguire, maybe Luke Shaw, but even Luke Shaw's been guilty of it. The one thing you can say about Harry Maguire is no matter how bad he's been, he has given 100% every game. And that is one thing that I would say, maybe I've got a little bit wrong in the past, criticising Maguire, because now I'm seeing a new low, a new low that I didn't think existed in Man United players, that they don't even care anymore. And you can say whatever you want. Rashford can come out and say whatever he wants. It's bad form. He does care. Uh, of course he cares. It's his boyhood club. There is not one piece, one shred of evidence that you care about Man United Football Club based off that weekend's performance. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, I don't want to see any of them put on that Man United shirt again. But we go again this week and great. We're going to get absolutely tranced by Chelsea, tranced by Liverpool. And where are we going to be? And even if we do get a result, even if we do get a result magically against Liverpool, do we all of a sudden go, oh, it's okay. The last three, four months have been fine. You can get away with it. You don't. You don't get away with it. We've got Jaden Sancho, a player who's, again, on 300 grand a week, sat there refusing. The things I would do, the principles that I would compromise to play for Man United, and Jaden Sancho can't say sorry. I don't know the bigger situation. I don't know the whole story. Of course we don't. But all I can see is what has been presented to me. I've got someone who's getting paid 300 grand a week to turn up to parties and Hollywood A-lister parties and rappers' parties, while all the fans... And I'm not one of them, but all these fans that travel all the way to Newcastle, freezing cold, then got up to go to work the very next day or the day after. That's their whole week finished. That's their whole weekend revolved around you. And not one of you can be asked to say sorry to the manager, swallow your pride, or actually go out and show some pride. It's embarrassing. And talking of embarrassing, actually, I also do want to talk about not my hat. Um, the absolute disgrace that was the Harland Grealish decision. Simon Hooper blows his whistle, and I've I feel like I'm not going to go down this channel of just anti referees, but that was absolutely unforgivable. It's as it's not as bad, but it's almost as bad as the the Liverpool one. At least you can understand with the VAR that it was a miscommunication. You can see where a mistake has been made. I can't see where the mistake has been made from Simon Hooper. He sees the play. There's nothing obstructing him. He sees Jack Grealish running through. And great, look, I don't want City to win a game. But I believe in the integrity of the sport. And what has happened for him to go and blow the whistle? I think I've said this, I think I said this for a while now. But referees are so whistle happy because they're not happy to blow their whistle. They're scared. They are terrified that they are going to miss something and get something wrong and get scrutinised. So the first even sign of a foul or a free kick or a way to blow their whistle to stop play so they can catch a breath, they are taken. You watch it in the box. A player goes up 50-50. If that player goes down and it's the defending team, the referee will blow the whistle 99.999% of the time. And it's not because it's a foul. It's because they are panicking. They're panicking. They're going, well, I better blow the whistle here because someone's gone down and I don't want to miss anything. Let it play on. 
If you want to go and rely on VAR to re-referee the game, which they are anyway, let it go to VAR if it's a penalty or a free kick and a goal scored. But they are desperate to blow that little tiny whistle. Who vetted these referees? Who let them into our game? These referees who are controlled by ego, that they are so scared that they are going to be criticised. This is your job. You have got this position because you wanted and you worked towards it and you put your effort into it. Now is not the time when you're there to panic and be scared you've done the work. I don't understand it. The people vetting these referees, the officials that get into our game, that are run by, like we've seen it with Mike Dean for years. We've seen a lot of referees, the arrogance that they have. And that is what seeps into the game. Because of that arrogance, it's almost like they can't afford to get it wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sick of it. That Harlem one where he's absolutely lost his head and Grealish is through last minute of the game is an absolute disgrace. And I'm putting that on par with that Liverpool-Tottenham uh, goal that was ruled out. I I think it's a disgrace and I think we should be looking at it a little bit deeper than we are because it's almost like we've just gone, oh, that happened. Haaland's lost his head. Isn't that funny? It's not funny. It's not funny. And that's coming from a Man United fan. It's a disgrace. Right, okay. Let's get on to something more, uh, more jolly. Team of the week. Let's do team of the week. Right, team of the week is the part of the show where I create a team of the week but only of players who I've actually seen play so none of the players that have played a game that maybe it's a three o'clock kickoff or I've missed it so don't be offended if your favorite player's not made it in goal this week I've got Inaki Pena at right back Kieran Trippier center back Jared Branthwaite alongside him Andreas Christensen left back Tino Livramento central midfield Lewis Miley Alongside him, Pedri. And finishing off that midfield three is Giovanni Lacelso. On the right wing is João Felix. On the left wing is Anthony Gordon. And striker is Son Hyung Min. Right, couple of quick reasons. Inaki Pena, a clean sheet against Atletico Madrid this weekend. Top save from the Memphis Depay free kick. Uh, all round really good performance. Made a couple of good saves in that game. Kieran Trippier, class act. Uh, assist. Stop Garnacho. I mean, United didn't really have any teeth in that game, but the way uh, Trippier just ploughed forward, I was really impressed with Newcastle's left back and right back position. I thought their full backs were brilliant. They pinned the two wingers, the Man United's most dangerous players, back to defend, even though Rashford didn't defend. But yeah, Kieran Trippier had to go in there, got the assist for the goal as well. Uh, Jared Branthwaite, really good player. Every time I see him play, I'm really, really impressed. A clean sheet for him against Forrest and a really, really necessary clean sheet. It's a big pressure for Everton to make sure they can get these points, especially against the teams in and around them. And Jared Branthwaite, I thought, was key uh, to doing that. Uh, Andreas Christensen for Barcelona had to step in last minute because Inigo Martinez got injured. I think he was during the warm-up and came in, kept a clean sheet, solid performance, really solid player. He is a Barcelona player. You look at someone who's really comfortable on the ball, who can defend, who can win stuff in the air, who can do everything that you'd want a Barcelona player to do. He's silky on the ball, um, progressive. Yeah, I really like Andreas Christensen, so he had to go in there. Uh, Tino Livramento, what a player. Uh, playing left back out of position technically uh, in the absence of Dan Byrne. And I'm pretty sure Dan Byrne probably doesn't get back in that team because of it. Um, right, Lewis Miley, 17 years old. He showed more maturity, 
more work rate, more effort than every single Man United player on that pitch that day. And he's a 17-year-old Newcastle Academy product. What does that tell you? He was absolutely magnificent, brilliant against PSG as well. Uh, Just seems like he's at his level, could comfortably be a Premier League player for the rest of his career. And he's 17 years old, so he's only going to get better. Had to go in there. Uh, Pedri, Spain just have a knack of making these midfielders, Iniesta's, Xavi's, Gavi's. And obviously now we've got Pedri, someone who's really great on the ball. He thought he was all round one of the better performers. When I watched that game, that Atletico Madrid-Barca game, the commentator said Frankie de Jong was the best player on the pitch by Mark. I thought it was Pedri. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Le Celso, goal last week and a goal again this weekend. The goal that scored, that he scored against Man City, really good. Little touch, knocked out his feet, finished bottom corner. I think Le Celso is one of those players when he signed for Tottenham. I absolutely loved him. Saw him play for PSG, really liked the style of play he had. Went across and uh, went on loan to Villarreal. Didn't really do much there, but he's back pretty much by default in this Tottenham team and he's doing really, really well. So yeah, had to go in there. Right wing, Zhao Felix, really, really strange. Why is he playing against Atletico Madrid? I don't know what the rules are. He is an Atletico Madrid player. He's playing for Barcelona and he scored the winning goal. Unbelievable finish, lovely goal, but why is he there? Don't know. Uh, Left wing, Anthony Gordon. Uh, I think now Anthony Gordon... I don't think I can forgive Rashford for this first three, four months of the season. And if Anthony Gordon just stays at a level up until the Euros, I'm taking Rashford out that that Euro team and I'm putting Anthony Gordon in. I think he's been that good. Got the goal on the weekend, all-round brilliant performance again. He just seems like a player who's matured since he's come to Newcastle. He looked a bit petulant, looked like he had a little bit of the... I don't know how to say it, arrogance about him, but not in a good way, but now it's in a very good way. And yeah, brilliant performance, deserves to be in that England team in the summer for me, I think, based off his recent performances. Uh, Finally, up front, Son Heung-min. We saw Jamie Carragher talk about it uh, after the game, after the Man City game. He ran his socks off and he does every game. He enjoys that part of the game. That's the great thing about Son. But also he's got the quality, took the goal really well, obviously assisted La Celso as well. All round brilliant performance from a really difficult position playing up front by yourself against Man City. That's my team of the week. Hope you agree. Let me know if you don't. Let's do two lies and a truth. Two lies and a truth. That is the part of the show where I tell you three crazy football stories. One of them is true. Two of them I've concocted and they're mental. You have to guess which one is true. Let's go with story number one. The Zimbabwe national team once fielded a player with the name Havaluk Dube. Havaluk made one appearance by all accounts and nobody has heard from him since. That's Havaluk Dube. Or is it story number two? Swiss striker John Pancake was unable to join English lower league side Ebbsfleet when he failed his medical last year. Or story number three, Charlton striker Alfie May was diagnosed age 12 with a medical anomaly called alien hand syndrome. The rare neurological disease and disorder causes the the sufferer's hand to have a mind of its own. May openly talked about his struggles and says he feels the stigma attached should be discussed uh, openly because... He uh, he thinks that people should be talking about alien hand syndrome as a disorder. Uh, that is three stories. You've got to guess which one is true. Right, I'll tell you the answer at the end of the show. Let's do TikTok submissions. Guys, TikTok submissions where people submit TikToks. I'm not explaining it anymore. Why did I move here? 
I guess it was the weather. This video is from an Australian listener of the show and TikTok submitter uh, bragging about the weather in Australia right now. Look, I'm all for Christmas weather and bad weather and cold weather. I like it. I embrace it. But for maybe two or three months of the year and that's it, I'd be on the beach otherwise. Let's all just move. What are we doing here? Shit here. Let go. Winnie! Let go. Winnie! Get... Oh my God. Winnie! Let go of my panties! Oh my God! Winnie! Oh my God. Stop. What's this dog's name? Is it Wing? You bad girl! You're a bad girl! Bad girl! Winnie! Let go! Winnie! Get... Oh my god! Winnie! Let go of my panties! Oh my Who calls god. their dog Wing? Winnie! Stop! Hey! You bad girl! You're a bad girl! Bad girl! <laughs> Teddy, you're supposed to put it on the floor and let it bounce. <laughs> More dogs. You're late to work, who gives a fuck? This year of life, bitch! podcast doc told me to travel but there's covid on the planes and i love vermont but it's the season of the sticks and i saw your mom she forgot that i existed it's half my fault but i just like to play the victim i'll drink alcohol till my friends come home for christmas and i'll dream each night of some version of you that i might not have but i that is a submission from a former producer of the show, Brandon. And he's singing in the car. Do you know what I really, do you know what is like a nostalgic memory or a tradition for me? Every now and then, most Christmases actually, Brandon comes to Bristol and he drives me back to Hereford to stay for the week and we sing songs and we belt them out in the car. Because men do this. Men do belt songs out in the car just like you girls do. And we feel it, man. Brandon can sing, I can't sing, but we feel it, man. Right, can I just say, by the way, I'm going to include this in the video, but I have hit 
my first TikTok strike for including people with disabilities in videos and accidentally laughing. So now I feel like I actually can't laugh when a video is funny anymore because our account's going to get banned. So great, if you want our account to get banned, keep sending me things and I'm going to laugh at them because the guy's there eating a hot dog weird. It's not because he's got Down syndrome. It's partly because he's got Down syndrome. It's not funny that he's got Down syndrome. You remember you want the inside in the bowl. Good job. Two more now. Oh, oh. Do you see what I mean? I feel like I can't say anything about what is happening here. She's clearly... She's clearly doing the eggs wrong. <laughs> Why has this guy... And he's not a guy, but he looks like a guy. Why has he got the haircut of your local politician? Who is giving these monkeys haircuts? Who's dressing them up and feeding them yogurt? I need to get to the bottom of this. This guy's nuts. I'm going to leave it on a still here. Look at that. Tell me that's not a person. Tell me that's not a person. That's a person. He's even pulling that old man face. Like when you feed him yogurt, like he's... That, the old man face. It's a person. It's a tiny person. Ryan Giggs, what a player. I will just say about Ryan Giggs, because obviously his legacy has pretty much been ruined um, because of what he seems like clearly a despicable person. But one of the best performances I've ever seen live was Ryan Giggs playing central midfield in 2012 and bossing, absolutely bossing the game. Yeah, by a mile, one of the best players I've ever seen. And unfortunately, yeah, tarnished his legacy. Because what a player, playing to like 40 years old and playing at the highest level. It's such a shame, like here, 39 years old. 39 years old playing against a Real Madrid side at that level and not looking at a place, not just not looking at a place, looking like the best player on the pitch. Um, yeah, real shame what Ryan Giggs obviously has done. And look, I'm, I'm not one of those people who, like he's a club legend, don't think he is anymore. Paul Scholes, Gary Neville, David Beckham, Bobby Charlton, all these people who conducted themselves in the right way. That's who we should talk about. Ryan Giggs, for me, might as well not exist. There's this new account that is posting football moments that everyone forgot about. And do you know what's messed up? They did one, it was like something like... I think it was Jimenez. I saw a Jimenez header 
just goes narrowly wide. So they post these really innocuous moments that obviously nobody remembers. I fucking remembered one of them. That's the sad thing about my life. I watched that much football. I remembered one of these dumb moments where Jimenez missed a header. First question, is this Shao Cancelo? If it's not, why does he look like Joe Cancelo? This is Joe Cancelo. I'm pretty sure this is Joe Cancelo. Oh, I can already see what this is. This is Amazon Home Finds. Did a video the other week. Um, and actually, it's quite fun to review some Amazon Finds. So we're going to do it again, apparently. Amazon Home Finds. These candles come in five different colors and as the wall melts, it fills the middle forming a second candle. This Hoover is designed for your mattress to pick up dust and has a UV light to remove harmful organisms. How much dust do you really think is on your bed? Is it that much? Look at the pile that is in his hand. To pick up dust and has a UV light to remove harmful organisms. This laundry basket has separate sections for darks and whites and handles to lift them to the dishwasher. Does anyone else, anyone who lives there, on their own, probably if you're a guy, do you even bother separating your clothes? Because I don't. I literally bag it all in. Like, I will wash this and I'll wash this and I'll wash them at the same time. I haven't got time to be separating things. I haven't got many pink clothes because of it, but buy new ones. Laundry basket has separate sections for darks and whites and handles to lift them to the dishwasher. This ironing board folds in half for easy... Hold on. <laughs> Nearly breezed past that. Did he say it's easy to bring to the dishwasher? I'm pretty sure he did. He's going to take his clothes into the dishwasher. That's probably where he's going wrong. You don't need something to separate your, your colours and your whites. You need something to separate your clothes and your dishes. Because you're taking them to the wrong place, man. Portable charger can charge your iPhone five times and can charge your MacBook Pro too. This container locks away your phone to limit your screen time. This gadget turns anything that's... What sad state of affairs are we in when we need to actively lock something away from us? I mean, granted, I'm on my phone all the time, but where's our self-control? If I don't want to be on my phone, I'll put it in my pocket. Although it is really tempting just to go... Yeah... True. This gadget turns anything that's frozen into soft serve ice cream. This flag goes on your laptop. Hold on. We're stopping again. Was that a bean flavoured ice cream? Was that a baked bean flavoured ice cream? I'm going to go back. Oh, it's a bean flavoured slushy ice cream. Container locks away your phone to limit your screen time. This gadget turns anything that's frozen into soft serve ice cream. Oh, imagine eating that bean ice cream. Bro, imagine eating bean, <laughs> baked bean ice cream. And he scoops it as well. He, scoop, he scoops it. Oh, man, this is the second week in a row I've nearly threw up on a fucking podcast. Oh, look at the beans. Look at the beans. 
of ice cream. This flag goes on your laptop to let people know when you're busy. This drain cleaner removes dirt from your drains and makes them smell nice. This battery turns any bike electric so you don't have to cycle. This roller has thousands of needles that will make you grow a beard. This roof box turns your car into a tent and comes with a ladder and... There's so much to take in on this episode, on this video. There's so much to take in on this video. He just had a phone that... No, it was a battery that you put on the front of your bike and it turns into electric. Doesn't exist. Not real. Stop putting fake products on here. What was the one just after that? What was the one just after that? Yeah, the beard roller thing. Look, either, dude, you're either going to have a beard or not. Some people are fortunate. Some people are unfortunate. Some people have got hair. Some people haven't. Some people have got a wonky nose, like me. Some people have got a straight nose. These little rollers do not work. Although... I think I could do an unbelievable advert for one of these. If you want to sponsor me, here's my pitch. So you send me it, I'm rolling it, and I go, I used to have no beard hair. Now, after this great roller, I have loads of beard hair, and I can't get rid of it fast enough. Buy it. There you go, sold. Thousands of needles that will make you grow a beard. This Doesn't roof work. box turns your car into a tent and comes with a ladder and mattress for a romantic weekend. This tray makes... Does anyone actually think, I'm sorry to stop, keep stopping this, but does anyone actually think that a romantic weekend on the fucking, on top of your car in the woods when it's raining and it's horrible in England is romantic? Because it isn't. Rolled ice cream, when you chop and spread the ingredients, then scrape them off. This support stops your headboard making noise when you're doing gymnastics. These are meal prep stickers, and they dissolve in water without leaving sticky residue. This pot and pan set has a detachable handle, which makes them really easy to store. This ball makes ice cream when you put ice in one side, the ingredients in the other, and then throw it around for one hour. And if you hate touching trash, then this bin has a handle that will compress it for you. Cool. That's a cool... That last one, of all those products, some of them were 3 out of 10, some of them 4 out of 10... Some of them were beans, but that one, rate that. I like that. Good submission. This is the world's first ongoing real-life card game, and it's legally binding. To play, you just split the cards up and agree to how long you want to play for. It could be a month, a year, or the rest of your life. Then just start dishing out cards wherever and whenever you need them. You can use cards to steal your partner's food, pull them out of a bad mood by getting them to take their pants off, give you a massage after a long, hard day, or force them to be ready in less than 10 minutes. There's even some for getting naughty in the bedroom. I shouldn't need to say this, but nobody should have to sign a contract that potentially means they legally have to pull their pants down. This seems to be the culture within this team at the minute. A lot of arms raising, a lot of blaming of one, of, uh, uh, one another, and no cohesiveness. They're not together, and he can feel it. He knows that they're not going to win this game. One thing I will say about like the throwing up of arms, look, we don't like to see it but it is highlighted when it's a team doing badly. I've watched it where plenty of players this season, this weekend just gone, where teams that are doing well have thrown their arms up. I watched Phil Foden throw his arms up about four times in a row in a Man City attack where he didn't receive the ball when he wanted it. Literally, it was arms up, didn't get it. He offered again for the pass, threw his arms up. The reason why it's highlighted is because Man United aren't doing well. This will happen in every game. Pep falls out with Haaland on the pitch. Yes, we talked about it, but we didn't say it as it's a symptomatic problem. This is just a work environment where someone has a disagreement with another person. It's normal. 
What isn't normal is Martial's performance where he can't even trap a ball that comes up to him for three seconds. Like, we don't have a striker who's capable at League One standard. Sign Gary Medine. Sign Gary Medine and he'll trap the ball. Sign anyone and they'll trap the ball. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I don't care if he's injured half a season. At least when he does play, he can trap the ball and hold up play and get us out and attack. Martial can't even do that. He's awful. Tiger Shark! Tiger Shark ran me! Did anyone think that shark attacks like that just happened in movies? Because I've never seen anything like that. That shark has full on gone for him. He's not even gone for him, he's gone for the boat which is bigger. Which worries you even more because if he was in the water, that's him. He's bitten in half. He's done. Your teammate's done in. There is no way at least one of them didn't go home that night and cry themselves to sleep. Why would you put yourself through that? I, I would quite like to, but I mean, think of the size of my eyes on that thing. It's just not worth it. If you're trying to book like me, you need to try these breakfast burritos. Hold on a minute. He did say trying to bulk like him. Coming from a slender person myself. If you're trying to book like me, you need to try these breakfast burritos. The ingredients you need are tortillas. Bro, that's not a breakfast burrito. You, if you need to, if you're trying to bulk like me, you need to try these computer flavored tortillas. There's nothing in them. One bell pepper, one avocado, half an onion, and one chicken breast. First Dude, this just, this isn't your lane. In the same way, if I started a rugby podcast, I would know nothing. So if I was starting to say, give rugby advice, then that wouldn't be for me. If I started a small eyes podcast, that wouldn't be for me. That's not my lane. You've got to respect it. You've got to respect it. He's putting it out there. I like it. But fucking hell, if you're going to try and bulk up, you need more than bell peppers and computer flavoured tortillas. Put some cheese in there, man. Dude, cut the grass before you play football on it. So it's like a scene out of Jurassic Park, The Lost World, where they're all running in, velociraptors are jumping out of the grass. One of these guys could get taken out by a velociraptor. Don't go into the long grass. Don't play football in, in the long grass. Not into the long grass. I'm my chip, boss man. I got this, yeah. I don't know about you, but I would not stand that close to anything that big with 
bollocks the size of those. In the tree, part of the tree. <laughs> That's the most convincing tree performance I've ever seen. Listen again. Listen how convincing he is that he's a tree. In the tree, part of the tree. <laughs> See? Now, people who aren't keen observers like me might have missed that, but you might think, oh, there's a person there. But what he does very cleverly is he says, I'm part of the tree and therefore I didn't notice him as part of the tree until like right at the last minute. Right, guys, that was TikTok submissions. Thank you for all your submissions once again. If you want to be a TikTok submitter and you want to contribute to the show, just let us know. All you've got to do is DM us, either Instagram, TikTok, however you want to do it. Find us, send us a message and say you want to contribute. And I'm sure we've got another place for one of you. Okay, let's go around Europe. We have not been around Europe for quite a while. Anyone who follows football, but you are sick of trying to keep up with all the different leagues, I'm here to condense it, nice bite size, and put it to you, tell you all the ins and outs, tell you who we're going to sign next season because there's a great striker in Spain or France or whatever. I'm going to tell you about it right here on Around Europe. Okay, starting in Spain, Real Madrid uh, beats Granada to stay top. Girona, who you might be familiar with, are pushing them close this season. Um, they did win despite going 1-0 down at home to Valencia. They battled back and won 2-1 with uh, 10 minutes to go. The big game in Spain, as I mentioned previously, was Barca versus Atletico Madrid. That ended 1-0. Really tense game. I mean, there was plenty of goals should have been in it, but only one was scored somehow. Lewandowski's all over the place at the moment. Um about 10 different uh, cards in the game. Really feisty game, but yeah, only 1-0. It does leave uh, Barca in with a chance of catching the top two. Atletico Madrid probably just fallen away. I think they'll have to set off the top four this season. At the bottom of that league, uh, Almeria continue their crazy win, Lus. Uh, run that winless run of 15 games zero wins they are right at the bottom of that league and really struggling they might as well be relegated now in Germany Bundesliga bad weather meant Bayern Munich's game was cooled off they didn't play so Leverkusen had the chance to push a little bit further ahead at the top of the league they could only manage a draw however they drew with Dortmund really tense game Dortmund fourth I think in that division um, but I say only could manage Dortmund, obviously, as we've seen in the Champions League. They are a really strong outfit, really difficult to break down. But that is uh, Xabi Alonso's 20th game unbeaten this season. They have not been beaten at all this season and that run continues. Unbelievable from Xabi Alonso. I think we're going to see a future Liverpool manager, Real Madrid manager in Xabi Alonso pretty soon. Um, yes, our man, Serhu Garassi. He did score again, by the way. We have been on a... Whirlwind journey of following Garassi. I mentioned him right at the start of the season. Anyone who's been listening from right at the start of this season's episodes, you will know that we were looking at Serhu Garassi as the next big thing. He started scoring. He didn't stop scoring. He got injured. Somehow, he still kept scoring. He is 16 goals in just... 11 games that is almost as good as Harry Kane he's just two goals off Harry Kane 
But yeah, 16 goals, 11 games, unbelievable. That meant Stuttgart, by the way, they won and they're still in the title race. They sit third in that division. Someone who is going unmentioned at the moment that Brighton fans and some Premier League fans might know, Dennis Undav on loan at Stuttgart this season. He's making a little run of it himself. I mean, Serhu Grass is going to get all of the plaudits and rightly so, but Undav has been stepping up when Garassi's been out. He got his eighth goal in 10 games. Garassi and Undav both scored this weekend. Uh, so yeah, Brighton, have you got a player? Another one that you want to bring back and then actually sell for 60, 70 million again? Why not? Dennis Undav looks the real deal. And uh, Lois Opender, talking of real deal, got a brace midweek against Man City and then followed it up by scoring for Leipzig as they beat Heidenheim this week as well. Fantastic player. Looks like a really top striker. Stepped up. For me, look, Bundesliga, I think it's a step, a step above the French league. And Opender did it last year for Lons. He's doing it now this year for Leipzig at a bigger stage, bigger club as well. Talking of France, at the top in France, PSG, they stretch their lead over Nice. Nice losing 1-0, by the way. The first goal they've conceded in God knows how long. It was only the fifth goal they've conceded all season. But it did mean that they lost and PSG further uh, stretched their lead at the top of that division. It was Mbappe and Vitinha sealing their victory this weekend. By the way, we'll just mention, I'm a big fan of uh, Vitinha. And why on earth? in that PSG Newcastle game did Vitinha sit on the bench until the 80th minute or whatever it was he's PSG's best midfielder and probably best player outside of Mbappe and he shows it obviously in the league but I think I don't think we've seen the best of PSG against Newcastle because he didn't play the first I think he played a small amount of the first uh, fixture and then 80 minutes sat on the bench in the second game for some reason. Don't know why, but scored again. Really lovely player, Vitinha. Absolute quality. Um, but yeah, that was their victory over Le Havre. Uh, despite, by the way, they did win 2-0 despite Gianluigi Donnarumma getting a red card inside 10 minutes. I think PSG obviously looked the strong favourites to win that league. Nice had a really good shout. I just think four, three, four points and then that's it for PSG. They they just don't lose that from there. Um but yeah, Monaco keeping tabs as well. Look, they, they've got a chance. They do score goals, Monaco. Goals from Minamino and Ben Yedder. They might have a chance of catching PSG. I highly doubt it. I don't think anyone's going to. But this week's fixtures in the French League, league earned five red cards in all uh, in all the games. Something about the red cards this season, we're seeing a lot more of them. I don't really like it. I don't really like the idea of a sin bin either, but... There's got to be some middle ground and these red cards, I mean, they do kill games. I know PSG won their game anyway, but yeah, just not a big fan. Um, Mbappe does lead the race with a golden boot by just eight goals, so he might be close this year. Uh, in Italy, Inter stay top their impressive 3-0 victory over Napoli away by the way as well uh, that gave them three points obviously look it's close. Juve got three points as well. They, they left it late against Monza, but it's a tight battle. I think Inter are going to just sneak it. I don't see a better team in that division. Obviously, they were 3-0 down to Benfica midweek in the Champions League and battled back to draw 3-0, even though they'd already qualified. There's a fight. There's a hunger about this Inter side. We saw them push all the way to the final last year in the Champions League. I think in Italy, Napoli aren't going to challenge this season. The only other team might be Juve. 
I've watched a lot of Juve games. I don't see them as the same level as Inter. What has impressed me about Juve, though, is there is a lot of fight about them as well. They left it late, as I said, but 94th minute winner. (laughs) <laughs> for Federico Gatti uh, gave them the win dramatic finish there because uh, Juve were 1-0 up and then uh, Monza scored late I think in the 90th minute but then straight up the other end one minute later and Gatti scored the winner uh, Milan won Roma won somehow they're awful and that makes up the rest of the top four uh, everywhere else Ajax won again they might be putting together a little bit of form we don't know they're gathering some sort of form I mean they won 5-0 the other week and then lost straight away but they're out of the relegation zone they're out of the kind of relegation scare as well probably mid-table I think they'll have a go at top four but we'll see in that division Santiago Jimenez been mentioning him since the very start scored uh, again it wasn't enough however PSV winning that top of the table clash against uh, Feyenoord Feyenoord second I say top of the table clash it does give PSV a 10 point lead in the Eredivisie I don't see them being caught their goals to game ratio is fantastic they barely concede as well by far and away the best team in that division but Feyenoord have the best striker in that division in Santiago Jimenez based on goals. There is someone pushing him in the golden boot race in that division and that is Vangelis Pavlidis. He scored again as well. Really tight race. He has got 16 in just 14 games. Santiago Jimenez has 17 in 14 games. Two really top level strikers at the top of their game. Their goal to game ratio is incredible. And we are seeing this really cool battle over in France. You've got Mbappe sees... Kane score and that ups his level Kane sees Mbappe score or Garassi score and that ups his level and then you've got these two Jimenez and Pavlidis who are keeping tabs as well all on about 16-17 goals in 10-11-12 games this didn't happen until Messi and Ronaldo turned up and all of a sudden we were seeing 50 goals in 38 league games it's madness it shouldn't happen Haaland's ruining football well these guys are trying to keep up and they're doing it pretty well you've got to say it's pretty impressive uh let's go to portugal in portugal uh, just three points separates the top four teams in portugal now i was about to say three because we had porto benfica and sporting and they were battling out for a while and nobody took any notice of braga and they just went creep 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 all of a sudden braga 26 points Benfica top on 29 points and the other two Porto and Sporting both level on 28. That is a hell of a fight for the title in uh, in Portugal. And do you know what? Outside of the Premier League, it's probably the only division I'd really want to see every game. And I know it's not the same level as everywhere else, but Porto, Sporting, Benfica and Braga battling out for a title. Four teams. That's got to be pretty good watching, pretty good viewing. Um, but yeah, Benfica, uh, 29 points, Porto, 28 points, Braga, 26, Sporting, 28. Um, but Braga, I think the thing that gives Braga a little bit of an edge is they have got the league's most prolific goal scorer. There's a guy from Congo uh, called Simon Banza. He scored his 11th goal in 12 games. And there doesn't seem to be a really prolific striker from the other teams. They're scoring goals, but... If their striker doesn't score, there's not many one, many other players. And, you know, Gyokerez moved and great. He's done well. But Simon Banzer out with 11 goals in 12 games. That could be enough to get Braga in with a shout of the lead title. So keep an eye on that division. Right, guys, let's do two lies on the truth. We are going to close out the show and reveal the answer to that. The first lie or true story 
is the Zimbabwe national team once fielded a player with the name Have a Look Dube. Have a Look made one appearance by all accounts and nobody has heard from him since. That was story number one. Story number two was Swiss striker John Pancake was unable to join English lower league side Ebbsfleet after he failed a medical. Or is it story number three? Charlton striker Alfie May was diagnosed age 12 with what scientists and the medical community call alien hands syndrome. The rare neurological disorder causes the sufferer's hand to have a mind of its own and wander everywhere. May has openly talked about it and said that he really wishes that people would leave the stigma behind about the uh, rare condition and people should talk about it and discuss it more. We had three stories. Which one was true? Obviously, the last one was so dumb, so stupid, I couldn't even get it out. So that wasn't true. Obviously, there's no one called John Pancake. So the true story is the Zimbabwe national team once filled a player called Have a Look Dube. That's have a look like you're going in to have a look at something. Dube, real name, real player, really happened. Never heard of him since. Right, finally, to celebrate Goalposts for Jumpers 60th episode, we are doing a giveaway. We've done a couple of giveaways. This one is big. Do you like cash? Do you like free cash? Would you like some free cash this Christmas? Well, it's simple. All you have to do to get this free cash is enter our competition. Goalpost TV are giving away £200 cash to the first person who can successfully tell us whose logo this is. Whose logo is this? Now, I'm not going to show you this logo. I'm going to make you work for it. I'm going to show you a little bit and then I'm going to move it away. You've got to tell us whose logo this is. I'm going to be giving you clues in future episodes. I'm going to be giving you clues in future TikToks. However, I am not going to tell you. I'm not going to make it easy. But the person who gets it wins 200 free pounds, English pounds, and we're going to send them to you via post in a Christmas card this Christmas. All you've got to do to enter is like this video, subscribe to our page or follow our page however you're watching this and make sure to send us a message with who you think this is. We'll be revealing the answer just on the lead up to Christmas. We'll be giving you the winner. If nobody has told me who this is, next week's episode, we are going to half the cash prize. So make sure you are quick in getting on this. Whose logo is this? We'll be revealing it in a couple of episodes time. Right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, really appreciate it. Please, if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't liked our videos, I've told you before, I know it's annoying, but YouTube is trying to block us. They hate us. They copyright every single episode and they block anyone from trying to find it. So you literally have to search half the time to find our video, which is tough, but we appreciate everyone who comes across us. So please, if you can hit a like on this video, we do appreciate it. I'm going to leave you this week with a clip of Liverpool legend Jamie Carragher explaining exactly what it means to play for the badge. Son today, he didn't stop running. That was a leader, that was a captain today away at Manchester City. We're not asking for the goals and assists with Rashford, they'll come. We've seen that in the past. What you're asking for is leadership. It doesn't matter who he's playing with, those players have got to look up to him and go, he is Manchester United, he's what embodies this football club, and he's going to drag them up with him because that football club is. is is an unbelievable football club, Manchester, and it will get back to the top. That will happen. But it's Marcus Rashford's job more than anybody in that squad because he's local to drag that team with him.
Speaking wisdom into my mind Tell me stories of all I agree Cherish these days before it's too late 